Sunday morning, a little cloudy here in, in southern Ontario, a little bit cooler today, could be seeing some rain. So I hope everybody so far is uh, having a good weekend, doing the best that you can out, out there um, across uh, all across Canada and other places and, you know, around the world. Now, Talking about the um, Federal Emergency Act compared to what provinces and territories are doing across Canada to slow the spread of COVID-19 and the measures that they have in place. We're here in Ontario, the state of emergency has been put back into place. Stay at home orders. Only go out for essential things. Prohibited outdoor activities. To limited things that you can do outside. Now, what happens and when, you know, could, you know, the, the federal government potentially invoke the Federal Emergency Act? Well, if provinces and territories weren't getting a handle on the spread of COVID-19, and then it's just gotten way out of control, and the federal government felt that other measures need to be put into place, then the federal government couldn't act the emergency act. We already here in Ontario, I mean, we already have, have um, closed down businesses where we put in a lot of restrictions you know, this time around during this third wave, um, all the big box stores, all the Walmarts, you know, everything in the store is off limits except for groceries or pharmaceutical. Now the government here in Ontario, um, any businesses out there that have five or more cases of COVID must close for 10 days. So what does it mean if we're gonna, you know, if the federal government turns around and um, says now we're gonna enact the Federal Emergency Act. Now the Emergency Act is divided into four types of emergencies. The public welfare, public order, international and war. Our prime minister would be operating under the public welfare emergencies, which all provinces and territories are acting, are, are doing right now. Now, under the act, Trudeau has the power 
to prohibit public assembly and regulate or prohibit travel to and from or with any specified area. Now, as we know, the government, the federal government has already put a ban on international travel from India and Pakistan. We've really put restrictions on traveling, you know, from Manitoba into Ontario or from Quebec into Ontario. And only that um, you live in this province, you could come here. You can't come here for any recreation. So provinces are already doing this. And again, out east, they put the travel restrictions on their territories of coming in and out of that province. Now, in order to enact this travel, that there has to be a public welfare emergency crisis. The taking of special temporary measures for dealing with the emergency. Now, the orders and regulations, meaning that the regulations or prohibition of travel to and from or within any specified area where necessary for the protection of the health and safety of individuals. So we're doing this already here in Ontario. Restricting travel. Now, would it be necessary for the federal government to go even further? Depending on the situation. Now, if it were cases like what's happening in, in India and Pakistan, then yeah, the government would be able to stop all travel. Now we already been setting up other areas in, in the greater Toronto area of shelters and other hospitals in order to help with the overflows of the um, ICUs here in Ontario. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario. Now it's just out here talking about um, what happens if Canada invokes the Federal Emergency Act. Here in Ontario, um, you could call it the public welfare emergency, you know, because, you know, the Ontario government has put on so many restrictions, state of emergency, stay at home orders, shutdowns, So the Federal Emergency Act, you know, um, does give other powers to the to the Prime Minister of Canada, but he too would be operating under the public welfare emergency. Now, when can the public welfare um, emergency be invoked? Well, if there's a fire, flood, drought, storm, earthquake, or any other national phenomenon, disease in human beings, COVID-19. Now, I, you know, 
I shake my head when, you know, you see people out there, you know, having these anti-rallies and crying foul and say it's against their, their human rights. When in fact, it's not. This is why, you know, we have the Federal Emergency Act. We have the Provincial Emergency Acts. And when we have such cases as diseases in human beings, whether the federal, federal government takes, takes total control of the emergency welfare acts or the provinces do it themselves and the, re, and the restrictions that are imposed upon us under the public welfare emergencies, these restrictions can be imposed upon you because we do have an emergency because we have an infection that is not just going around Canada, it's going around the entire world. Now the orders and regulations that go with the Emergency Act, whether it's federal or provincial, The regulations or prohibition of travel to and from with any Pacific area were necessary for the protection of the health and safety of individuals. Here in Ontario, we are already prohibiting people coming from Manitoba and Quebec because Ontario is sits right in between the two of them. And only come here for essential reasons. If you border the province of Ontario and you work in Ontario, you can come here. As of right now, you know, when we have such a, uh, an emergency act in, in, invoked here in Ontario, we are even prohibited from visiting other households. Except for if a family member lives by him or herself can join that household. Shutting down businesses, restricting the services, and now any business in Ontario who has five or more cases of COVID will be shut down for 10 days. And the authorization or the direction to any person or any person of class of persons to render essential services as a type for that person or persons of that class, it doesn't matter. You know, essential services obviously can keep operating non-essential services here in Ontario, it's curbside pickup. Same thing if, if, if the federal government invoked the Federal Emergency Act. Now the, the government, the federal government it would also allow Canada to enforce physical distancing to combat those who are continuing to ignore these pleas to remain two meters apart. And too many people are using the social distancing guidelines in their own way.
you know, people gathering outside two meters apart, people from not out, people from outside of, of your, your cohort or your family. You should be wearing a mask. So now, what it means is, which means social distancing means staying home as much as possible and only going out for the necessities as well as keeping a two meter distance from other people, you know, may seem like a fairly simple concept to many. But over the past, I don't know, say over the past year, ladies and gentlemen, you know, social media years as in Canada have taken to different platforms to point out, out to, to point out residents who either don't understand the concept or simply refuse to practice it. And we see this all over the place. Now, he can basically shut down all gatherings, period under the Federal Emergency Act. Now our governments across Ontario, you know, put these simple rules out, simple enough to follow. And of course, you know, doesn't matter where you live in the world, you're going to get pushback. Somehow, social distancing doesn't apply to certain individuals. It also gives the power to the federal government to also establish emergency hospitals. We are taking the initiative here in Ontario to do just that because our ICUs are being overran. See here across Canada, here in Ontario, I mean, we're not, you know, really, really bad off like other countries. And if you're watching the news, you see what's happening in India and Pakistan. It's far worse than what's happening in the United States. We don't want it to get that far. And yes, we have those double variants here in Canada, in North America. which would be proven to be far more serious and deadly. So these emergency measures, whether it's provincial or whether it's federal, the government can impose these rules. Now, the federal government doesn't want to enact the Federal Emergency Act because provinces are doing these things already, and we don't want any overlapping. So the federal government is saying to the, to the provinces, you put in place what you need to put in place under the rules, under the law. Now, the government can also, the federal government can also establish fines up to $5,000 or jail time between six months and five years 
for anybody who's going to break these rules. And it's a task that, once again, many provincial and municipal governments are already undertaking. Businesses who break the rules can be fined over $100,000 and face six months in jail. Now, the other day I was looking at a story. I mean, here, you know, here in Ontario, it's the only place in North America where you cannot play a round of golf. The only place, Ontario, Canada, in North America is the only place that you cannot play a round of golf under these measures that the provincial government has imposed upon us. A golf course decides to open up. Now, there are, there are people who work in this industry who, who is trying really hard to working with the government in order to allow people to be able to golf because, you know, in this whole year, in a bit of this pandemic, there hasn't been one single issue, there hasn't been one single case of COVID-19 coming out of any golf course. But when you have a company defying the orders and you have people trying to work with the government, you know, the government is going to say, well, you know, breaking the rules. You know, we're going to leave it just the way it is. The people that own that golf course, obviously, is going to face the penalties. Which is really unfortunate, but under these orders, you can't take it upon yourself and open up. Now, like any order, what any part of the government opens or, or closes, you know, under the, uh, under the uh, emergency acts, provincial or federal, that they will remain in place for 90 days. The government, whether it's provincial or federal, can choose to extend the time period if the circumstances do not improve. So right now, here in Ontario, we have had our emergencies orders extended another two weeks, what brings us right to May 20th. That is the official long weekend, the kickoff to the summertime. And we are seeing over 4,000 cases on a daily basis here in Ontario. This is why now our outdoor activities are restricted. Now, disease and infection doctors have been calling for the government to be allowing safe outdoor activities for our mental health, our physical health. They went as far as shutting down the playgrounds again, but then only revoking that the next day because of the backlash the government here in Ontario got. shutting down the golf courses, doctors are saying we need these healthy activities that were being done safely. 
Doug Ford, our premier, comes out the other day to apologize that he got it wrong. Publicly crying. He hasn't changed anything. He hasn't say, oh, you know, you know, I got it wrong on these safe outdoor activities. You know, yeah, you can go play golf. He didn't, he never changed that. Just opened up the playgrounds for the kids. Skate parks, like the skateboarding parks, are off limits. He even went as far as giving police special powers to stop anyone or any vehicle. Police forces all over Ontario said they are not going to do that. Doug Ford, you know, apologizing that they went too far You know, and this was a, you know, this was a week later, you know, that he apologized. It took him a week to apologize that he got it wrong. He has a panel of doctors. And when they go and have their meetings, the panel of doctors are there along with other government officials. And to come out to, to enforce further measures. And then doing the entire thing, doing the entire opposite thing of, of what your healthcare professional panels want you to do. Being able to do outdoor safe activities in small groups, maintaining that physical distance should be allowed. Yes, we can go outside our homes. Yes, we can go for a walk. Yes, we can go walk through the park, get some fresh air. No, you can't go visit your neighbor. Can't go in anybody else's household. Now, the government, I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be imposing martial law. I mean, that would probably only come, you know, in wartime. So the federal government, I'll tell you right now, they are not going to um, use the Federal Emergency Act. Well, no, COVID-19 doesn't know what time it is. Absolutely not. And pubs are closed. I mean, all our pubs and bars, restaurants here in Ontario um, are closed except for curbside pickup. You know, because of the surge in cases. I mean, they were only open until, I think it was, um, oh, last call was at 9 p.m., and closed at 10. And before these new measures came into place, before April, I think it was April the 9th, um, you know, um, 
people, you know, so many people were, were allowed to be inside of the establishment. Now here in Ontario, uh, the government put in place color restrictions. You know, we had the green and we had the orange, we had the yellow, we have the red, we have the gray lockdown. You know, so different areas with less cases were be able to open and other places were more restricted. And it, it, it just seemed it, it was a problem because anybody knows this, the greater Toronto area has been in the, has been in lockdown since November, 2020. You know, well, color restrictions that come from the UK, I don't know the government come up with this, with this, with this uh, rule. It's another, it's, it's just another fail because people who are in the more restricted areas just travel to the less restricted areas. You know, if the government here in Ontario wants to be serious, then everybody stays in the same color code. Nobody is different than anybody. So what is your, what is, um, uh, what is your agenda 21? Harpole mental floss. What is the agenda 21? They want to stable per capita growth. I don't get it. I mean, what do they want to, what do they want to stable the capital growth in what? Well, I mean, the, I mean, the economy, I mean, the economy is going to keep growing and so is the population. So, you know, there's really no stopping that unless you, unless you, you know, China, you know, at one point in time, you know, they had a law in there that only people could have one child because the population was getting out of control. But, you know, but it will, you know, they're not going to, how can they have the stable per capita growth? You know, that's just like saying, you know, it's just like saying that, okay, you know what, every country can, you know, every person or, or you know, you can only have one child per family. Well, Again, you know, if you can downsize the economy and the population, that would be, you know, saying that families can only have one child. That's what China did. You know, because their population is so huge. You know, down, downsize the economy and the population. I don't know what's, what's that going to solve. You know, I really don't know. Downside, down, downsizing the economy and everything is just. Well, unfortunately, you know, um, that's not going to happen. You know, here in North America or, or any uh, country out there. Um, 
you know, is conservative. I don't know where you think it's happening. You know, I, I don't know where you think it's happening. How's that happening and, and where is it happening? How many people wear the mask and how many and, and how many people don't? Well, that's a, that's, that's a hard mathematical question because nobody knows how many people actually wear the mask and how many people actually don't. And what does that have to do with downsizing the population and the economy? I mean, none of this, you know, none of this, what's going on around the world with COVID-19 with COVID was imposed uh, by the governments. You know, this is a disease that was transmitted from animal to human. Right? So... What, the masks are a tool? I don't know. I don't. COVID is a tool? I don't know how you think COVID is a tool. I mean, COVID was not imposed upon us. You know, it's like the flu wasn't imposed upon us. Or any other coronavirus or any coronavirus family all not imposed upon us to, to control uh, the economies and, and to control population. I mean, that's just absurd. Now, you know, here, here in Ontario too, um, when I mentioned that um, the government um, is now going to be closing facilities that have five or more cases of COVID-19. And this has now happened twice with Amazon here in Ontario. That they again, in, in uh, the Toronto's uh, Peel region, like Mississauga, Brampton, um, they are now um, going to be closed for um, 10 days. I guess it'd be like a partial closure. I guess maybe a certain area of, of, uh, of the uh, warehouse of Amazon, you know, who's, is going to be closed. And how many employees does that affect in those two locations? And who is going to pay for the employees? for these employees to stay home because they can't return to work for 10 days. Now, doctors and other advocates has always been um, arguing the point that, you know, Ontario needs to have sick benefits for its essential workers. Not every workplace provides that for their employees. Unless you work in a union and that's in your collective agreement. Now, Amazon is a giant company all over North America. They pay minimum wage. What kind of benefits do they offer? Are they going to pay for these employees to stay home? Because the problem here, ladies and gentlemen, is that workplace outbreaks of COVID-19, and when you have low-wage earners who have to make a decision whether to go into work or not, whether they're sick. And this is why we're having this widespread workplace outbreaks. Now, our provincial government has always opposed sick pay. 
And after his his uh, television appearance on Friday, apologizing to all Ontarians that he got it wrong, and now he's going to have sick benefits for those who have to stay home because they're ill. Yeah, COVID-19, you know, is getting worse. I don't know where you think they're getting, they're, they're doing away with the old folks first, you know, because it's easier. I don't know where you come up with that idea, you know, because they just can't kill off old people. Okay, that's illegal to do that, for one, okay. I don't know where you come up with these ideas, Harper, mental mental flaws. I really don't know. You know, they're not, they're not, you know, wiping out the old people. Okay, to save the young people. Okay, that's not happening. Okay, that's just like pulling the plug and walking away. I mean, that's murder. Okay, that's not happening. So, no, I, you know, I'm not even gonna. I'm, you know, I'm not even gonna go there with you on that. I'm sorry, just not gonna happen. You know, it's it's not the way you think it is, or what you're saying. It's not what's happening. I mean, if that's, if, I mean, that's your explanation of, um, of shortening the population and, and, and just slowing the economy to a certain degree. And that's it. I mean, you're, you know, you're just, you know, you're far-fetched on that. Well, you know, these, these, these measures are for your own good health. These measures are put in place to protect you. That's what these measures are put in these. That's what they're there for. That's why we have emergency acts, whether it's at a federal level or whether it's at a provincial level or whatever territory or whatever the case may be. The government has the responsibility to protect, to protect its citizens. The citizens have the responsibility to follow the rules. We're not doing, we're not doing genocide here, ladies and gentlemen. They're not making that choice of knocking off the old people in order to save the young people. That'd be like genocide. That's not happening. So with these with these uh, closures of of uh, um, businesses that are going to have five or more cases, and it doesn't matter what workplace it is, right? So, you know, this is, you know, this is why we close down our schools. Children are back to online learning. One in four schools here in Ontario has had an outbreak of COVID-19. And schools were to, were to open and be safe. They were to be the first ones to open and the last ones to close. So whether it's a place of business or whether it is a um, a school, 
childcare facilities or whatever it may be. Any more of these outbreaks, they'll have to shut down for 10 days. And so far, Amazon is the first one to be shut down with these new rules in effect that started on Friday. So you're asking me that I, that I realize that the real reason why schools are closed, we're going through a digital and an economical revolution. Come on, Harpo Mental Floss. Seriously? I mean, we have teachers, we have students who have come down who are infected with COVID-19. That is why the schools are closed. Seriously? Right? Seriously? You actually believe that? Come on. I think you're smarter than that. I honestly think you are. You know, the, in, in 2019, the United Kingdom or the, the United Kingdom government declared uh, uh, a climate emergency. Well, we do sort of have a climate emergency all over the world, ladies and gentlemen. But it has nothing to do with closures of the, of, of the schools in the digital economical revolu uh, revolution. It has nothing to do with that. No, you're smarter than that there, Harpo Mental Floss. I know you are. No, the schools are closed for one simple reason is because we've had outbreaks of COVID-19 in the educational system. And this is why they're back to online learning. This is why we're, we are um, not, you know, just, just imagine just for one second. I mean, just, you know, we just open up everybody, just open up all the businesses, you know, run amok, do what you want, you know, uh, post pandemic, what in the world do you think would happen? We would look like the United States. We would look like, like uh, Pakistan. 330,000 cases per day. United States was at one point in time seeing 80,000 cases per day. You know, past government, you know, failed miserably, did nothing but downplay this pandemic. 500, what is it, 570 thousand people now that's died died in the United States alone during this pandemic. Because not enough was being done from the onset. I'm not saying Canada is perfect. Yeah, we got a little slow out of the gate. But in the whole entire year of this pandemic in a bit, 24,000 Canadians have died from COVID-19. Not 560,000 people. We're now just banning flights from, from Pakistan as well. I think we need to go a step further. We need to ban all international flights into Canada. Except if you're Canadian, you can come back. But we have restrictions on that as well. And those restrictions are that if you are returning to Canada, is that you must have a COVID test done before your flight. You must test negative and when you arrive back into Canada, you have to take another COVID-19 test at your own expense. And you have to self-isolate in a government hotel 
for three days while you wait for your negative test to come back. And when you do test negative, you can go home and you have to self-isolate for the remaining time. Now, people, you know, the people out there who like to just defy the rules. So those people that come into Canada and they just blatantly say, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going home, walk right out of the airport. So far, 211 people have faced a $3,000 fine for just doing that. Yeah, and pay for after and pay to isolate after after your holiday. See, we always had a, a, a travel advisory. You're advised not to travel. People just blatantly disregarding the travel advisories. You know, so the government put these restrictions in. So it can cost them, uh, it can cost the individual up to $2,000 when they come back into Canada. And if you don't do it, you get a $3,000 fine. So 211 people so far, 211 Canadians so far has received that $3,000 fine for not following the rules, coming back into Canada. So what would you rather pay? Would you rather pay up to $2,000 to self-isolate in a hotel for three days, or would you rather take the $3,000 fine? I think I would take the latter. instead of a $3,000 fine. Well, it's not doing that neither, you know, because you're just doing that to yourself because you're going to pay the $3,000 fine. And they're going to collect it one way or the other. And they can, they can, they can collect it just like traffic fines. If you want to renew your license, well, you're going to have to pay that fine. If you want to re renew the sticker on your license plate, you're going to have to pay that fine. The government is going to collect. Well, you know what? Really, you, 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 you free, you, your freedoms are being restricted. They're not being taken. Okay, they're being restricted, in which any government can do when they impose the emergency acts upon their citizens. And this is what people need to understand. It's not against your rights. The government has the sole responsibility to, to make sure that they're protecting their citizens. And the citizens have the responsibility to follow the rules. It isn't against your human rights. And, it, and, and I just I have to laugh. I, I honestly got to laugh at people when they say that it's against their human rights. When in fact, it's not. Right? What, what do you, where, where do you mean that? You know, you know, employees are not citizens. We're citizens. We're 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 citizens of the nations that we live in. And, and every nation has a responsibility to take care of, of, of their people unless they're communists. where they don't take care of their people. They don't care about their people. Here in democracy, in democracy countries all over the world, take care of their people. 
other places have better health care than other places around the world. I mean, obviously, Canada has a better health care system than the United States. The United Kingdom has a relatively good health care system. Pretty much, you know, you know, almost the same as Canada's. There are some differences, obviously. Legal drug users or uh, uh, legal drug dealers. Yeah, that's the uh, um, the pot shops. You know where you can legally buy marijuana. I mean, marijuana here in Canada is, is legal. We have pot shops now here, here all across Canada. You know, so you can buy marijuana legally. But you still cannot buy marijuana illegally. You can't buy marijuana from your drug dealer. That's illegal. Your drug dealer is not a pot shop. Well, you know, mental health, you know, I mean, around the world or whatever, you know, um, I think, you know, there's a lot to, there's still a lot more work to be done on mental health. Absolutely. You know, well, of course your local pharmacy is a legal drug, drug, a drug dealer. I mean, they're, they're dealing with, um, you know, different types of drugs also too, right? You know, that benefits your health that can save your life. You know, they, they, they have that license to do that, right? People who go and, and who are educated for how many years it takes to become a pharmacist. You know, it's not, it's not that they're drug dealers. You know, those, those drugs that are in pharmacies, you know, are there to, to help save your life. High blood pressure, you know, blood pressure pills and all kinds of things like that, you know, whatever that were put into our drugs, you know, to help us, you know, call them what you want, you know, you know, a government, you know, saying that, you know, it's legal to buy marijuana. Matter of fact, you can buy marijuana from the government. So it makes, does it make the government a drug dealer? Sure it does. Legally, a legal drug dealer. Does it make people who run the pot shops a dealer? A legal drug dealer. Call it what you want. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, It is time to end the show. And I thank you very much for your comments, your interactions with me. I appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time out of your morning to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Whereas you're always welcome here as long as you are being respectful and considerate of not just to me, but to others who are listening to the show. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are around the world and do the best that you can. Be safe. Follow the rules out there. Get vaccinated when it is your turn. And we all need to work together to get out of this mess that we're in so we can get back to normalcy of what we all once knew what that meant. 
hopefully sooner than later. This is the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you. Take care. And be safe.